This is the Sports Desk. Good evening and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. It's Monday, oh sorry, Friday the 5th of May, a big Friday of course. Uh, I'm a little rattled because we are slowly drafting in some new recruits uh, of the, the Sports Desk, the Friday team especially, over the next couple of weeks and we have a brand new one in the studio. Good afternoon, Oscar. Yeah, how's it going, mate? It, look, it's been a good afternoon. It feels good to be drafted on the show. Uh, all this sporting energy <laughs> buzzing around. It's good to finally have someone to throw it out. Well, just my opinion. I don't want to upset the uh, the Monday team a uh, bit, but on- honestly, I think the Fridays are the best shows because we are so <laughs> close to the weekend. There's a lot of sport to build up to, um, and there's plenty of fun to be had. So, basically, can you give us a brief bit of info about you, maybe some of the teams and sports you follow, um, and uh, yeah, a little rap about yourself. Oh, it's a good way to get people to like me, or not like me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm Oscar, nice to meet everybody. I regularly work in the esports scene, so if you hear me on mic, you'll probably get to hear me talking a little bit about the esports. I'm heavily watching the mid-season Invitational, which is around League of Legends right now, but besides that, massive soccer fan, getting into basketball, and I've been getting into commentating all the sports recently. If we're looking at soccer, though... Look, uh, I was just telling the studio earlier that, I, look, I'm a big ex-Manchester United fan. Following them for years of my life because in primary school, everyone would follow them. Then it kind of just didn't hold up to what I wanted it to for a good while. So I've kind of shifted over to struggling in the balance between Tottenham and Man City. And I think that's good news to you, Sam. Okay, well, it's good and bad news because... <laughs> I am a bit of a stickler for people who kind of stick with their teams rather than change mm-hmm. so flippantly. So that does, <laughs> that does. Um, look, I'll accept it for now. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, at least you're turning away from United. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> You've thrown me off a bit there. Uh, I remember once uh, I was did a vox pop for a, a uni production I was doing. We're outside vox pop. Vox popping people for the AFL Grand Final, and um, well, I think there's a little bit of expectation with maybe some of the Giants and Gold Coast fans. But I've kind of walked into it, and uh, uh, there was these two guys. <laughs> that one was wearing a Giants jumper, and one was wearing a Richmond. And I was chatting to him, and he said that he changed. He used to be a Carlton fan. <laughs> Obviously, me being a Blues man, it's not happy with that. <laughs> not happy with someone on Grand Final. So <laughs> I had to put on a straight face and try and put up with that. But. Uh, yeah, well, maybe if you rattled a few cages here. You did say before we went on to air, you're a Carlton man as well, so Look, it's that a, balancing is out a bit. I think being a Carlton fan truly shows your character too. I, it's been a hard couple of years. I think since I've been born, well before I've been born, I think double my lifespan, Carlton still hasn't won a premiership. So, <laughs> Yes, well, you know that all too well. There is a big Carlton game tonight. We will get to that later on, but uh, we'll get into some of the top stories uh, over the last couple of weeks. Oh, sorry, this last week. Um, and obviously all the talk this week's been Tasmania. We spoke a bit about it on Monday, uh, but it's just massive news for them having the 19th licence. Uh, and I think there is discussions now. Well, I don't know how brief. I know I know how hard it is to get maybe uh, just them in alone, but uh, the fixture's a bit unbalanced with uh, 19. Uh, there's probably going to have to be a buy every round. It begs the question, is there going to be a 20th team? Because then it rounds out. There's no buys. Uh, potentially maybe 
uh, a Northern Territory or Far North Queensland, or maybe a, a shared thing, because then then we can properly call it a, a national competition. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'd like to see teams come from all across the board. It's nice to have everybody to have someone to support. Us Melbourne fans are, <laughs> I mean, we're eating good. We've got everybody to support. So someone from Tasmania, someone from Northern Territory. I think it really builds a super strong community to have teams and people to barrack for. And in the end, if you're from Northern Territory and there's a team from Northern Territory or Tasmania, as yep. we just mentioned, I think it just brings everybody together. Yep, no, definitely. Uh, but the question begs, though, uh, and I, I think, well, I guess we'll see with Tasmania. It's been hard enough for Gold Coast to, uh, and maybe some of the Sydney teams to try and build up in, and maybe a, a, a region that's NRL dominated. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see a, fo- a football state Tasmania have been crying out for a while. And uh, I wonder, they do play no- uh, footy in the Northern Territory, which leads me directly into the next story. Uh, the AFL NT has confirmed it will postpone the first round of uh, the Alice Springs community football season amid increasingly bitter stash with the local council. In most recent, the Central Australian Football League community fixture submitted by the AFLNT. Uh, two matches were set to be played on the council-owned Traeger Park uh, on Sunday. This was despite Alice Springs Town Council burning, banning all forms of football from uh, Traeger Park Oval and voting against community football taking place on council-managed grounds. It came in the wake of the council withdrawing support for the upcoming uh, Central Australian Community Football Competition and concerns about crime rates and social issues in the town uh, after a fortnight of silence. Uh, an AFL-NT spokesperson confirmed today that matches scheduled for this weekend would be deferred to later in the season as the council can- continues to block access to the park, uh, which I imagine is pretty frustrating for anyone that wants to play footy. Um I hope they really fix that out because uh, uh, I wonder what will happen with... Because uh, I know Gold Coast and Melbourne play a few games. I think it's T.O. and maybe Traeger Park. Um, well, T.O.'s, I think, far north. And Traeger Park's, I, th- I think, right in Alice Springs. So uh, hopefully they sort that out because I, I know that footy is a big part of the community there. And... Uh, um, yeah, what, what do you what do you think on that story? <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know, Sam. Uh, I've, I've, though I'm not the biggest footy fan myself, I think that it had a big impact on my life growing up. There's plenty of times where I would play with my family, went out on a picnic, I'd play with my mates, and I even played a little bit in primary school and high school. But having access to, access to that, not only watching but playing it as well, being denied from you in a higher competitive setting can be really unfortunate and stops a lot of people in those regions from... I guess feeling the capability that they can also be really strong players. I find that people under-understand a representation because it's such an important thing to even witness people like you playing footy. It doesn't matter your ethnicity, your gender, even if you are just a normal dude hanging out in Alice Springs and you watch some footy, it can inspire you to become someone who's a footy player as well. Yeah, there's been a lot of players come out of the community that have been really, really good and great parts of the game. Yeah, which is why it's so important to have people on board, games to watch, games to play. It's really, really unfortunate to hear that taken away. Uh, also in the news today, um, uh, the NRL's Gather Round, which is called Magic Round, kicks off tonight. 16 NRL, NRL teams are descending on the Queensland's capital for eight games across one weekend of Rugby League. Magic Round is expected to attract 135,000 fans to Suncorp Stadium and inject $30 million into the Brisbane, Brisbane economy. Oh. Uh, the Bulldogs play the Raiders tonight at 6pm and the Melbourne Storm, of course, play the Rabbitohs at 7.45 tomorrow night. Well, we've seen... I hadn't seen much, not being too much of an NRL, 
NRL fan at all. Um, I hadn't seen much. I knew they had the the Magic Round was working really popular. <laughs> it's been good enough that we brought our own version uh, to Adelaide, which we saw. Um, but uh, apparently it was a big success last year, and they're going to have it for the next few years maybe in uh, Queensland as well. So I think that's massive for Brisbane. Well, I'd like to hear more about it because uh, the Magic Round, the Gather Round, I saw a lot of stuff about it. Okay. But I'm not going to lie. I, as someone who doesn't participate that much in the footy or NRL yep. culture, it sounded like something cool, but I had no idea what was going on. Well, honestly, I think it's like a big, massive... It, In a way, it's kind of like, strange as it sounds, it's got a music festival kind of style <laughs> to okay. it. Like everyone's <laughs> gone to a particular place to see all the acts and all the games in one spot. So everyone gets to... Uh, and I think, I mean, definitely a lot of people who would have seen the uh, Gather Round Adelaide a few weeks ago have gone, I'm definitely going to that. And me, myself, one of them, because it's such a great concept. Uh, and if you live outside of Melbourne and you probably only get one game a weekend, I think this is a great opportunity for those type of cities and stuff and spreading around. I think it's a really good concept and I'm sure it's going to be big across Brisbane. My only kind of bug issue with this at all is that uh, in Sydney this weekend, um, there's no single NRL game at all. And the AFL haven't bothered to put either a Sydney or GWS game on <laughs> while that's on, uh, which I think's a massively missed opportunity. Uh, I only said a couple of few weeks ago when uh, when the um, there was no A League or NRL games in Melbourne when the Gather Round was in Adelaide. So I think over the next couple of seasons, uh, I think leagues across uh, need to figure out um, and find a solution where. I know some of them are very competitive, but uh, get, getting a, um, a mixed schedule so uh, you know other sports are around when there's nothing on because that's very much a missed opportunity. I think so. Not having other sports available for your people to come watch, especially when some of them have run off to watch the NRL now, you're saying, up in Queensland. I mean, it can't hurt to have some footy games on, can't hurt to bring people down to a stadium because... Man, having a dry spell for a week, especially for those big sports fans who love to go out. Uh, personally, for me, even going to a sports game isn't even about the teams that are playing. I'll go to a sports game just for the atmosphere, just to be around people who like the same things I yep. do. The cheering, the the booing, the chanting, getting some meals, sitting down, that halftime break where you're chatting to the people next to you. It's such a good thing. So it's a shame to hear that there's dry spells here, here there, and everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you? Uh, <laughs> I know you've wrote, wrote a lot of stuff down, which I'm very impressed by. Do you have any new stories that we should cover this week? So I know we have some soccer stuff we'd like to talk about later today, okay. but the, something I would like to touch on is, as an esports enthusiast myself, we may be able to touch on MSI and all the League of Legends happenings a little bit later. Something I thought was really cool that came up was, for the fans of motorsports out there, there is a new motorsports movie coming out based off the video game called Gran Turismo. Now, anybody who's a motorsports fan probably has played this game before. Yep. There's a wide variety of them. This is definitely one of the better-known ones. And a trailer recent, recently released for the movie, sort of disp- it said based on a true story. I don't know how much it's based off a true story, but depicting how people have been trying to implement the players of the game who are incredibly good and have their own steering consoles at home into becoming real motorsports racers, which I thought was incredible and a really interesting aspect of skill transfer because I'm not I'm going to be honest I didn't get to look any further into the story or whether or not someone from playing the game actually went to be a pro motorsports racer it's a pretty incredible opportunity being afforded through a video game yeah no that's very exciting um it's just (laughs) 
crazy to see this happen. And it slowly happened, maybe with traditional kind of um, uh, like those, um, what's the word? What, the land? A land term? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> a uh, land, a local area yes. network tournament, yes. So, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> more of those um, maybe strategy over the top kind of view games, whereas now it's expanding into sports that we see in the flesh. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen it with FIFA for the last couple of years um, and racing now is becoming a big thing. Uh, I wonder if it'll happen with AFL 23, which uh, <laughs> we're, we're seeing a bit of issues at the at the moment, which uh, <laughs> I should bring up. It's come out, so if you've got a PlayStation uh, or a PC, you can get it on there, but the release has been stuffed up, so if you've got an Xbox, you'll have to wait a while. But maybe you might not be so concerned with it because... Uh, um, they're having a lot of issues with the release and bugs and crashing, uh, which everyone's kind of panicked about. But uh, look, um, just a quick review off me. I, I, I think it's one of the most visually stunning uh, footy games I've ever seen. Um, and the fact that you can play at so many stadiums, you can create your own stadium and do all these magical things. I know not all the features are there. and We've had a few instances, real glitches. My favourite one I saw on Twitter was uh, Adam Simpson, the coach of uh, West Coast Eagles, was the goal umpire <laughs> for a brief <laughs> period, which is really bizarre. Um, so... I think everyone just needs to be a bit patient and realise Big Ants, you know, is a small studio and it's not not EA or 2K um, where they've, you know, there's months and thousands of beta testers for these things when they probably don't have the resources to do that. Um, so if if if, it's, um, if you've got a PlayStation or Steam, I'd, I'd give it a check out. What are you, what's your thoughts? Being more of a gamer man than I am or...? <laughs> Well, you know what? I I actually did get the uh, one of the AFL games, probably AFL like one or something, yep. from an op shop once, but I never got the chance to play it. <laughs> but I was in an op shop the other day, shopping around for some clothes, and you kind of get into the the jingly jangly section where the teacups are, the teapots, yep. and all the random things you never knew you needed. And I end up <laughs> looking at the DVDs at all these PlayStation discs of FIFA. Now, ah. as a soccer fan yourself, I'm sure you you've played yes. FIFA just a little bit, right? Every year I've got it. <laughs> okay. Quite dedicated. And you probably notice that in some of the initial versions of FIFA, maybe FIFA 13 through to 18, uh, what I found when I pulled out the cover is Timmy Cahill's on the cover of the game. And if you don't know, FIFA chooses a cover star every year to be on top yes. on their cover. I think this year we actually got to have Sam Kerr yep. as one of the official cover stars, but it's someone like Mbappe, Ronaldo, Messi, whoever's really shining that year. So... To see Timmy Cahill on the cover of 13, 14, 15, and yep. 16, <laughs> I was a little suspicious about how he'd made it on every single time. And then to my heartbreak, it was just the Australian version. Just the, on the, cover. the Australian race. But I think Sam Kerr is actually worldwide. Yes, yes, which is awesome. Um, okay, well, we, we've got into a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> big show in the sports set today, of course. We've got AFL coming up, a uh, big round of preview, uh, some NBA finals, and, of course, uh, A-League finals kicks off tonight as well. So plenty of stuff to talk about on the sports desk. So when we come back, uh, AFL is the topic. Um, this is the sports desk and your Friday evening on Sin. Phoenix 1901 on the sports desk in your Friday evening on Sin. I'm Sam and Hennett, and of course, joined by Oscar Sandham, uh, who is a new recruit, of course, with a couple of new voices that's going to be joining the Friday team over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so exciting times for the sports desk on Friday as we delve right now into the AFL. 
And so we're up to, I think it's round eight, <laughs> if I've got it correctly. I haven't, haven't opened it quick enough. Uh, yes, round eight, massive game tonight. Uh, of course, me being a blues man, uh, a bit more on positive terms than I was the week before uh, with a win last week. But before we get into some of the... Uh, the uh, kind of ins and outs of the weekend and previewing this game. Uh, 7 AFL has just put out this promo uh, for a massive thing that's happening this weekend uh, in relation to maybe Carlton's king, King Charlie Curnow. So I'm going to play, this for the, play you for this now. Hear ye. Hear ye. The time is upon us. A new monarch has ascended the throne. All rise for King Charles of the Navy Blues. The succession line of key forwards at Carlton has been one to make many an opposition supporter envious. From Harry Soapy Valance to Alex Jesselenko. Stephen Kernahan's reign was one of immeasurable success. And then, well, long live King Fev. But now, a new heir to the throne has arisen. Like his predecessors, he's a showstopper. Hard for the inside, 50 Behold, King Charles Kerno. on the left, that's another. This prince, or prince's mark, had his own coronation last Saturday night. Send it, they're both down there, Kerno again. Charles's brother Edward was by his side. Harry also spared his time. Towards McCoy, and he's got it. What a celebration it was. The number nine. It's a big bag for the big blue bagger. Charlie Kerno is the future of the Navy Blues. Here come the Blues. Another superstar. Just magnificent. In the rich history of gold-kicking royalty at Carlton. Charlie Kerno. Brilliant. We watch on. With anticipation, whenever Kerno takes the field. Kerno gathers, snaps, oh, what a start! For these are his people, and this is his kingdom. Kerno, brilliant! Hear ye, Kerno! Hear ye! Kerno backs up, it's going through with me! A new reign has begun. Friday night footy tonight, Carlton and the Brisbane Lions from Marvel Stadium, 7.50pm. And King Charles, of course, oh, that's getting me very excited for tonight. Big 
big game for him last weekend, kicking nine goals, which is crazy. And uh, um, I've been saying it this week, uh, we haven't seen 100 goals for a while in a season from a player, and uh, he's up there uh, with, I think, Tom Hawkins at the moment. That could be a potential. Uh, the ins and outs for tonight, Jesse Motlop. In, out, Matthew Kennedy probably will be come back straight in as the sub. Zach Fisher has been omitted. Brisbane Lions have named Harry Sharp. Uh, out, Daniel Rich and Dane Zorko, uh, which is interesting. Uh, just looking at find the eight kind of sort the top eight's kind of sorting itself out now as we slowly progress into the middle of the year six versus fourth uh, so I think this is going to be a big game going forward shaping the top eight and. Uh, Look, I think Carlton really need to prove themselves. Can they get a big scalp tonight? Um, Lions, uh, I'm not sure their record at Marvel, but uh, I think it's fairly balanced with some of the games in the last couple of years, and they don't play too well on the road, Brisbane. Uh, so, look, it's there's a chance, I think, for the Blues tonight. I'm a bit more confident than I was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, look, very impressed with Saturday, last Saturday. I know it was only West Coast Eagles, but... Uh, we had to show ourselves um, and really put put the foot on the throat, um, and we did. So I, I think we're a bit of a confidence team, the Blue Baggers. So uh, uh, we'll be re- riding this tonight. Can we win? Oh, I, I definitely hope so. Um, if we can start well early, um, uh, and I think uh, the coach is making some... Harsh, not not harsh decisions. I, I think rightfully so. Like I love Zach Fisher, but he's not been playing the best at the moment, uh, and so him being dropped, um, I think, uh, really assert that you just can't get into. I mean, there was a time at Blues where you, you'd get a spot just for your name, just because we were doing so bad. Uh, but I, I think doesn't matter what your name is, uh, you got to perform if you're in navy blue colours. Uh, and it's written it, written in the jumper itself. Uh, it's, it's all about the monogram, not about the number on the back. It's actually written some of the jumpers. Can you, can you so. smell that? What, what is I don't that? know if you've heard of what copium is before. Copium? <clears throat> but it's something you inhale when you're coping really hard. Okay. Look, I don't know what to tell you, mate. Uh, <laughs> as a Blues fan myself, I've just pulled up the statistics, and though I don't fully follow footy that much, in the last three encounters we've had with the Brisbane yep. Lions, we've lost. Okay, it's, so maybe not so good. It's by by a fairly large margin, looking at about 20 to 30 points every single game. I, I think we were in the Gabba one. Maybe it blew out towards the end, but we had a big comeback. And I know, I mean, it was a few years ago, and it was after a rough time, but uh, there was a massive comeback at Marvel, and the crowd lift, and I, I think it was about three seasons ago, but it was a great moment. So, yeah, okay, maybe it's a bit more dire than I think. but uh, maybe, maybe I'm pushing you a little bit too much there. Okay, <laughs> I, I was playing with you a little bit there, but you aren't wrong with the fact that we put on a pretty fantastic performance last week, but I think the same goes for the Brisbane Lions, going 115-67 to 67 against the Dockers, which yep. is a pretty impressive scoreline, matching almost what we did with 44 to 152 last week. A really impressive scoreline from both teams. Uh, we're both in our top form right now, which is pretty stressful to say the least thing as they beat us the last three games we played against them. Maybe it's just a matchup thing. I, look, I don't follow footy that much, but does that ever happen? Like a play style of a team constantly counters yours? That's a real gamer mindset for me. But uh, Explain that again. Like the tactics of the Brisbane Lions do how they play and how their formation kind of cancel out how Carlton wants to play? Uh, well, I think, I mean, the game that we want to play, I think, is a quick ball movement game and then hitting up our 
big. I mean, I mean that's pretty basic football. But I feel <laughs> feel like we're we're a team that wants to play quick and through the middle and finding our big man. And I, I think Brisbane's got a similar style of forward line um, with their uh, maybe Hipwood and. Um, and uh, Danaher, and then the smalls around with Charlie Cameron around. So, uh, look, I do like we probably play similar, you know, in a way. So, uh, I guess you're right. Sometimes these games can be real scrappy, or it can indeed be a shootout, which uh, I think a lot of fans like to see uh, a high-scoring game. But uh, I, I wouldn't say we're too in form at the moment. I know we had that that game back, but it's our first win uh, uh, in a couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, whereas I think they've probably had maybe a better start to the year. Four in a row. Four in a row, so there you go. And when they lost to the Bulldogs, that five games ago was a pretty tight game. Yeah, and that was at Marvel as well. So maybe there's a bit of a thing. I mean, they do have a. They've had the MCG hoodoo for a long time, Brisbane, but uh, they managed to squash that last year in one of the finals. Um, Look, uh, it's going to be a tight one, I think, tonight, but I reckon the... The Blues are going to bounce back and surprise people because I, I, there is there is potential in this team. Not everyone can see it yet, but I believe. <laughs> are there any other big matches coming up this week? Yes. Okay. So tomorrow afternoon, we then move on to the MCG 145 Richmond and West Coast Eagles. Maybe not so much of a big game, but uh, uh, Richmond have named Dion Prestia, Hugo Rousmith, Jack Gra- uh, Graham, uh, out Ivan Soldo, Trent Cotchin, uh, Tyler Young and Tyler Sonzi. West Coast Eagles have named Dom Sheed, out Rhett Bazo, Sam Progressive Seaton uh, with a suspension. Uh, Richmond, who I mentioned uh, earlier this week, uh, yeah, not good at the moment. Not good. And West Coast Eagles aren't having the greatest year either. Uh, really strapped by injury um, and just probably just riding this one out, I think. Uh, and Richmond, it's sad to say for some Richmond fans, but uh, I think the successes from recent years are maybe at an end. Uh, Gold Coast Suns at Marvel last week, a loss. Uh, pretty statement game, I think, for Richmond. Um so, yeah, how do you feel about this game? Look, I've had Richmond supporters rubbing their victories in my face for the past couple of years. So I'm quite glad to see Richmond. Sorry. Richmond not doing as well, it's a, it's a tough spot in my heart because I've got a lot of mates to go for Richmond, but at least they won't be waving their flags in my face anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay, so maybe a bit of a more personal vendetta uh-huh. <laughs> from you. Hey, they've, yeah, you're exactly right, though. They've had their fun. They'll go back <laughs> down. They'll real so- recycle, and uh, I'm sure they're, they've got, they're a big club, and they usually manage things well. So I don't see them. If they do go down for the next few years, they'll be back up soon enough, I think. there's uh, uh, But this year, not good. So, I, I, look, I think a Richmond will get the win uh, with West Coast struggling. Um they just don't like Marvel, though. It's hilarious. <laughs> they don't turn up, and neither. All right, this is this is a bit of a uh, a bug mine. That there was only less than twenty thousand there uh, last Sunday for a game against Gold Coast. Uh, why can't they show up? They only show up when they're winning. It seems uh, Richmond fans. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Uh, next on to Geelong and Adelaide, 2.10pm from GMHBA Stadium. Uh, Geelong have named Jonathan Segler, Zach Tui, out Gary Rowan, Jack Bowes and Sam DeConing. 
Adelaide Crows have uh, not named any changes. Uh, big game this one, I really reckon. Uh, I think uh, Adelaide have um, really shown some good signs uh, this year so far, and I think this is going to be a big test for them. Geelong finally putting their straps in uh, and looking good and playing at a new and improved uh, GMHBA stadium that's almost complete, um, and that massive statement win against Sydney the other week, well... Uh, they are back in town. They aren't going anywhere as much as the slow start. The uh, Well, I, I think we're realising now is a bit of just a long hangover uh, for Geelong, but they're finally looking the goods now. So I think this is a really important game um, for both of them, and I think Adelaide. If Adelaide can manage to snap a win here at GMHBA, which has been Geelong's fortress forever, it'd be absolutely massive. I don't know what their record is down in Geelong, which would be interesting to know. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really tight one. Um, I think Geelong will still win. Uh, I think it's too hard away, but uh, I think Adelaide will have a decent crack at this. Don't really have anything else to say that one. My <laughs> grandpa's an Adelaide supporter, so uh, up for them, I guess. It would be nice to see a big smile on his face after his birthday was last week, so it would be a good birthday present for my granddad. I think the Crows are going to win this one just off that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember, actually, when he blew out the candles, he was praying for them to win. Yep. So, well, I mean, the birthday wish has to count, right? Oh, he did tell me, though. So does that ruin it? Or, Well, I think you're supposed to keep a secret, but uh, we'll see if it works in his favour. Seventh versus <laughs> eighth. Uh, as we move on to the Gold Coast Suns and the Melbourne Demons, sun, uh, sorry, Saturday afternoon, 4.35 from Heritage Bank Stadium. Gold Coast have named Levi Casbolt, Sam Flanders, Thomas Berry out, Alex Sexton, Ben Ainsworth, uh, Lockie Weller, Nick Holman all out. Uh, Melbourne, Harrison Petty in, out. James Harms uh, was the sub. Josh Shackey omitted. Um, interesting one, this. Uh, finally, um, Suns getting some wins on the board. Puts them up to about 13th at the minute. Uh, I, th- I think they've been on verge getting a win for a couple of weeks. They haven't been been okay. Um a couple of inside with Sam Flanders has been pretty good up forward, uh, and the old Casbolt still going. Hopefully, might be able to see the uh, double cobra he brings out <laughs> occasionally. Um, and Melbourne, another one. Um, look, finally putting themselves uh, an interesting couple of weeks. Just looking at the game, yeah, okay. Uh, an easy clean sweep over the training cones of North Melbourne last week. Um, <laughs> and, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and a win oh. uh, the oh, week before man. against Richmond um, uh, after losing a defeat to Essendon. So I, I think they're kind of steadying the ship a bit. And I think the, the combination of Max Gorn um, and former Collingwood man, oh, he's gone out of my head. What's his name? No. How have I forgotten? Uh, that's embarrassing. Uh, it will come to me. Uh, but the combination of the, b- both of them uh, look really good, and uh, I think uh, Melbourne will get this done away, but maybe uh, Gold Coast will give them a crack, but uh, I think uh, they'll be too strong. Yeah. I, again, Melbourne, I watched, I got to watch them play recently up against the Swans in person, and not only that, but their home crowd is pretty exciting. Then again, I don't know how many people travel to watch the Melbourne supporters when they're yep. that far away. Home crowd is brilliant. It'd be nice to see them come down and get some more support as Melbourne as ourselves. I kind of have to give a little homage to these guys. Uh, look, I'd like to give this one to Melbourne today, but Gold Coast Suns, I mean, uh, have they been showing well recently? Um, okay. I mean, it's hard to say because they're it's, it's measured uh, because obviously they've not played real well. 
But mm-hmm. uh, maybe the last couple of years they've shown a bit better than they have. Well, um, if we take a look at the records in the last couple of years, the most recent match they played against each other was last year. Hasn't been that bad. 69 to 82. Okay. Close game. Sunday, the 1st of August, 2021. The Suns on 30, 128 to Melbourne. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Almost a 100 so, point difference. Forget about is that. It's a pretty one. grim scoreline. And hopefully they've managed to switch up their tactics, which, seeing as the more recent game was a lot closer, they probably yep. have. Brody Grundy was who I was thinking of. Uh, uh, that's it. Yeah. Really doing well. It's good to see him out of the horrible black and white uh, into some nice colours. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Saturday night. And it's become a bit of a modern rivalry, this one. 7 30, Marnica Oval, the GWS Giants take on the Western Bulldogs. Uh, GWS Giants have named Callum Ward out. Harry Rouston uh, was the sub. James uh, Petling, I think it is. Petling? Petling. Uh, Western Bulldogs have named Ryan Garda, Tom Libertore out. Lachlan McNeil, Tim O'Brien and Toby McLean uh, was their sub. So probably be recycled. I don't know why they just can't name the sub at this point. They name the sub as an out. I think they need to fix that in the uh, uh, next year because it's a bit confusing. Um but, yeah, the Giants, they always seem to be a bit feisty. I think this all began uh, because of that elimination final in 2016. There was um, uh, up in uh, Sydney. that there was, Ever since then, they've not quite been the nicest to each other when uh, they've played. But I think um, Giants, and I wouldn't mind if you could see this there, record at Marnica Oval because uh, I think the Giants play well there. It's a bit of, bit of their heartland in Canberra. Greater Western Sydney in to an extent, uh, but uh, interesting games at Marnica. Uh, I know last last year or the year before there was a game that was snowing there, so I don't know if it's quite that weather tonight. But uh, uh, I'm expecting a really feisty, entertaining game on Saturday night in Canberra. Yeah, no information right now about the. Okay. Uh, I don't think the stadium even comes up as a stadium okay. that's been played. Poor Canberra, uh, not getting the representation they deserve. Oh man. That's yeah. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's always exciting. Twelve first tenth. They're similar on the level um, on the ladder. And I think in recent weeks the Giants have been all right. They've got the they won the Battle of the Bridge by a point last week. Oh, Should surely be uh, a team lifting moment um, for them. Uh, and of course the Dogs. I'm not convinced on them yet. Um, had it up and down season so far. A bit of a seesawing team. I think. Um, I think yeah. They got a win. Over uh, Hawthorne, 29 points last week. Went over Fremantle the week before uh, and then went down to Port. So that's sitting on probably the premier, the maybe, yeah, 10th to 12 spots probably their spot right now. I don't really see them. Look, if they can prove me wrong, I have tipped GWS Giants tonight because they're in Canberra. So. Maybe maybe the dogs need to prove me wrong and the uh, dog fans can give it to me next week. Um, Fremantle play Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. That's the other Saturday night game. Fremantle have named Dross, Josh Treacy, uh, Michael Frederick, out Matthew Johnson, Sam Stewart and Will Brody. Connor, McIndo- sorry, Connor McDonald name and Lloyd Meek for Hawthorne out. Uh, Changoth, Jayath, uh, Luke Bruce and Max Ramsden. Now, Fremantle have been a bit of disappointing since their final last year. They've not had the greatest start, sitting 14th at the moment. Um, so I think pressure's on them, and if they don't get this win in top of a home crowd um, to a struggling Hawthorne, I'd be very surprised. Um, the pressure on both sides in the in in the, 
the west side of Australia at the moment. Uh, but they, yeah, smashed by Brisbane 48 points on the weekend. Uh, and then the week before, Fremantle went down to um, the Dogs by 49. So, look, uh, a bit of sliding ladders with, I think, Fremantle. Um, and I think... Um, Hawthorne, it's a young side. Look, not had the greatest year, but if they see someone's at the picking, they might go for it. Well, i got to say, it feels like both these teams haven't rolled the dice very well. They're finding more snakes than ladders and been sliding down the board. <laughs> In the past four games, it's just Fremantle that's picked up one win. We've seen Hawks take four losses and Fremantle three in that gap. And as you said, Hawks, the, before that, they got the chance to bounce around the training cones that is North Melbourne Football Club. Yep. So... <laughs> Uh, no disrespect to those guys. Uh, I love them. See them uh, yeah. run around my street every day. So, again, 17th to 14th place. We're seeing Hawthorne barely scrape off the bottom of the ladder right now. Hopefully they can find their wings and fly out. But the Dockers with a high position. I took a look at some of the stats yep. that they've been swinging, and they are surprisingly equal. If particularly their disposal stats, it's about 366 to 3868 as wow. season averages. So yep. incredibly close, and that's how it is across the board. It feels like these two are, ma- are match made in heaven and probably what is going to set them apart from the bottom of the ladder today, I think. Okay. Interesting. Sunday, 1.10pm from the Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide take on Essendon. Uh, in for Port Adelaide, Francis Evans, Todd Marshall, Tom Jonas and Trent Dumont. Out, Xavier Dersma. Essendon, Orwin Davy Jr., Dyson Heppel, Jai Menzi, Zach Reed. Out, Sam Duram. Uh, I think a couple of good ins there for Essendon. Dyson Heppel and Orwin Davy Jr. He's had a good start to his uh, young career. Um, and a few Todd Marshall... Uh, I think he's a bit of a statesman for Port Adelaide. So, uh, interesting one, this one. Uh, Essendon have surprised me this year. Um, they've slid back down the ladder since <laughs> uh, they did have those couple of wins. Um, but fifth versus ninth, it will be. Um, uh, disappointing loss for them, the Cats, last couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, to Essendon in the last two weeks, of course, losing to Geelong in the country round by 28 points and the big Anzac Day clash, that horrible last quarter where everything went wrong. So they haven't really picked themselves up since then. Uh, but they've impressed me. As much as it hurts me to say it, being a Carlton man, Essendon have looked better than they have in the past. And um, another team that's pretty shocked me this year is Port Adelaide. They are looking really good. They are doing so well. Um, um, seven point win over the Saints uh, last Friday night um, and then the week before that I think I mentioned it oh yeah 40 point win over the Eagles um, and then a win over the Dogs so they are in control at the moment and uh, I think some of the young guys are a bit rejuvenated it's nice to see Um, and all the pressure on, I think, um, Ken Hingley's gone away. He looks very happy. I've never seen him so happy. Well, uh, just over a month ago, Power did lose against the Crows. What, what it, You said battle for the bridge. Yep. We're seeing GWS play up against the Swans. What do we call the... That's the showdown. That's it, the showdown. Not it's the just battle the showdown. For the patch of grass or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sydney's got the Sydney Harbour. What does Adelaide have? Um, um, well, that's why I thought patch of grass, but... Maybe well, Rundle Street Mall. <laughs> the Battle of the Run. Well, the, the, what are the Mall's Balls? Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Battle of the Mall's Balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we get to that. Um, 
Next game's a doozy, though. Really excited to see that. That's Swans oh. playing up against Collingwood. Oh, no, I will sorry. get me tip in. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, apologies. I'm going to take off. Port at home uh, to continue their run. Um, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Next game, yes. Next game is absolutely massive. 3.20 MCG Sunday. Collingwood take on the Sydney Swans. They just keep getting it done, Collingwood. They really do. Um, massive win for them by points. They were only in front for 20 seconds the entire game last week. And that's all you need if you're in front and it's at the end of the clock. So, uh, frustrating. <laughs> For me, but uh, if you're a Pies fan, you're up and about because they are top of the ladder. Uh, Finley McRae, uh, Harvey Harrison, Mason Cox, Scott Pendlebury all named in. Wow, the big Mason Cox. I've not seen him for a while. Uh, I wonder if he'll still have the... I know he had the eye injury. Oh, that's another point. <laughs> AFL 23 has actually included his goggles in the game, <laughs> which I find is hilarious. Uh, out to Nathan Kruger. Uh, I mean, Pendles, that's good in for Collingwood. Uh, Sydney Swans, Corey Warner, Justin McInerney, Lachlan McAndrew, Robbie Fox, out Dylan Stevens, And, of course, this is the massive replay of the preliminary final last year uh, where this, uh, the Swans got it done so I think Collingwood mentally will be a bit frayed with this game I uh, wonder if that'll play into their kind of um, performance um, yeah they, they are I'll say this for Jason from the Monday team Collingwood are the team to beat <laughs> they just keep getting it done and uh, I'm envious I watched it happen that 95-94 yep face to face I gotta say the look on the Collingwood supporters faces which is, let me remind you, we were talking about this before the show, is I think these two clubs are the two most widely supported clubs in the AFL with really? Collingwood. I, th- oh, I can't remember. It's one or the other being the top dog. but Collingwood's definitely probably the most supporters. But the amount yeah, of turnout sure. you had from the Sydney supporters was unbelievable. They, mate, they come down to every single game in Melbourne. But the look on the Collingwood supporters' faces after losing that game I feel like it sucked my soul out as well, man. Oh, oh it's got to be heartbreaking. But then I was brought back to life by the look on the Swans' faces, mate. Yep. Absolute jubilation is the only word I can use to describe it. It was a good game, that final. Uh, so it'll be top of mind for, I think, Collingwood and Collingwood fans. Uh, and unfortunately, I think for the Swans, uh, they've slid back down to 11th. They've not had the greatest couple of weeks, uh, but I honestly think the potential's still there. Uh, I think Sydney's got a young group of talent and uh, look, they made the, the final grand final last year. I don't think they're going to go away for too long. So I think they will uh, surprise a few come up. Will they beat Collingwood? Probably not. I'm going to tip them this week. So oh, no, I think Collingwood's going to take this one. If you're going to go for the Swans, we might No, be no, bit... I'm tipping Collingwood. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh, I was a little worried. Yeah, Collingwood's got to take this one. Dominance on the top of the ladder. Expect to keep seeing it. Yep. And the last game of the round, North Melbourne and St Kilda, 4.40 Sunday afternoon, Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne in Blake Drury, Charlie Lazaro, Flynn Perez, Jack Mahoney, Luke Davies, Uniac, Miller, Bergman, out Callum Coleman-Jones, Charlie Combin and Tom Powell. So big, big changes for North, getting some recruits in. They, oh, horrible game if you're a North fan uh, on Saturday night. Uh, not only was it smashing on the field points-wise, a lot of players got injured and it was not nice to see. So uh, really struggling, struggling, but uh, I think Clarko's a good man to have if you are in that dire position. St Kilda of name, Cooper Sharman, Jack Bytel, uh, Bytel or Bytel? I'm, I'm sure I pronounced all these wrong, and Tom Campbell, uh, no outs named. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, I think Saints will come back and win this one. Um, bruised and battered, I think North are, and uh, I think Saints will be uh, upset with their close loss last week. Yeah, look, when you're bruised and battered, I remember I bruised my knee once, and then my sibling poked my knee, and it kind of hurt. Uh, did that ever happen to you? Uh, no, uh, I mean, hopefully I'm that's a sure, relatable maybe. experience. Uh, <laughs> probably what's going to happen. No, no, they were a bit more serious injuries that were you don't like to see in football, so it wasn't oh, so that. You, no one poked your serious injuries? No. Yeah, no. well, <laughs> we're probably going to see St. Kilda attack some of the weak points we're seeing from North here. Not the strongest team they want to be right now. I've had a chance to go down and see him train over the last couple of weeks. And I think, yeah, again, if i got to tip anybody, it's going to be St. Kilda here. Okay. Uh, two hours to go before Carlton and Brisbane, Friday night footy. That's all coming up. More coming up on the sports desk. We've got the NBA and the world of the Ramble game, A-League finals, and it's closing up in the Premier League. That's all coming up next on the sports desk in your Friday evening. The Cat Empire on the sports desk. Uh, Thunder Rumbles. Regress from Oscar. That's a fun track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to get into the NBA. And of course, again, we've got Jay Singh on the line to talk about the NBA finals, that playoffs that are underway. Um, and we'll get him to do a quick wrap as we bring in the new and the old teams from the past. It's nice to hear your voice again, Jay. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so uh, talk us through it. Yeah, so today we had the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, game two, the Warriors won that comfortably by 27 points. Uh, so they moved to game three at one all now. Uh, Lakers will take it, I'd assume, just because they took one away game, which is always important. Um over in the early games, we've got the Denver Nuggets up 2-zip on the Suns. Philly and Boston are tied at one all, And the Heat and the Knicks are also tied at one all. So that's this weekend's play, which I believe Boston and Philly are on tomorrow at 9.30. And then Nuggets and the Suns at 12. Um, and then on Sunday, it's the Knicks and the Heat. And uh, the other game as well, uh, the Lakers and the Warriors will be playing their third game as well. So um, those are the, the main headlines at the moment, Sam. Okay, awesome. Well, it's nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> we'll keep it a bit short. Oh, but, uh, good. Sorry, uh, any background noise in the car? No, that's Sorry. okay. <laughs> uh, things definitely get... It's it's hard to cover this. When there's multiple things in finals and leagues, It's there's a lot on and a lot to get through. So I thank you <laughs> for coming on again. And uh, uh, right. it's an exciting time in the world of NBA. Jay Singh, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Sam. Okay, we move on now to the round ball game. And back home here, it's the A-League Finals. Um, wow. After an ex- exciting finish um, uh, last weekend, Central Coast have actually uh, sneaked up to take a position um, off uh, the other team's hand and actually secured them a semi-final spot uh, next weekend um, and Melbourne City, of course, as well. Uh, but tonight it kicks off elimination final. Adelaide United take on Wellington Phoenix. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers play tomorrow against Sydney FC, the first time ever um, a Sydney derby for uh, a final, uh, which is pretty massive 
so I'd, I really don't know how to see things here. I think Western Sydney kind of proved themselves being a better team. I'm surprised actually Sydney kind of, um, after a disappointing season, managed to kind of snap a late final spot. Um, and Wellington always seemed to be around in these kind of finals, but uh, they don't really do much. Um, so they're a constant, constant one. Uh, so whether we see anything from them, uh, Adelaide United have been pretty decent this year as well, but maybe the last couple of weeks their form hasn't been the best. Um, so interesting. Any thoughts on the A-League, Oscar? I don't know if you're across it. Look, the A-League, I haven't been keeping up that much with it recently, but I did get the privilege to work with some of the commentating team a couple of weeks really? ago. Really? Wow. So... I wasn't commentating myself, but I was sharing some information. They were educating me, and it was a brilliant, brilliant experience. And I got the chance to witness the production team work on the last Sydney derby, which was okay. amazing. I went up to the Sydney derby myself for that second half, and just seeing the atmosphere that these guys had in what was a normal round game, yep. bringing that again. Look, the Western Sydney Wanderer fans, they are something different. They, no, they're definitely you. really good. And... Uh, I think they deserve some of the success. Uh, Sydney FC have been kind of the the big team in that town for a while, and uh, they'll be wanting to get this one up on them, I think. Uh, so exciting uh, first two elimination finals, and as mentioned, uh, Melbourne City will play. Um, and I think it's lowest. They will play the lowest rank winner uh, from from the games. Uh, and Central Coast will play the highest rank. Re- sorry, highest rank winner from those elimination finals. Uh, time to move on now to uh, the Premier League. Um, we'll go to some of the results from the last couple of days, of course. They're just smashing through games, uh, some midweek games uh, as well this week. Um, on Tuesday, Leicester City draw 2-2 with Everton. Uh, Wednesday morning, Arsenal uh, beat Chelsea 3-1. Back to winning ways, Arsenal uh, pressure is on them. I will get to that. Liverpool defeated uh, Fulham on Wednesday. Yeah, sorry, yesterday one nil. Uh, Man City defeated West Ham three nil. Uh, and today Brighton a one win, a one nil win over Man United. Uh, oh, man. Thank God following him. Thank God I stopped following him. <laughs> Brighton um, been really impressive this season. You, you think after changing their managers, normally it goes the other way, but they've. Uh, Really done well, and uh, well, look, horror, horror continues for Man United. Uh, as we look at the table before the games this weekend, Man City on top on 79 points, uh, one point ahead of Arsenal, um, uh, with, I think, one more game played. Uh, no, sorry, one more game to play before it evens the tally. Uh, so those extra games in hand are pretty much gone now. Uh, so I think... It's literally just down as basic as it is to the remaining fixture um, and who holds on. If City can con- control uh, this next couple uh, period, um, they will win, I think, um, even if it's on the same points. They're ahead on goal difference. Oh, and can I just mention, for, for, before we... I know we press it for time here, but Erling Haaland broke the record. Most goals ever in the Premier League. Uh, in a single season, broke well, the record. There it is. Uh, I mean, I didn't doubt it to happen. It, it, like, it was going to happen, man. Alan Shearer uh, was the last one to hold that in 1995. So it's been that long since anyone done that. Uh, I knew he was a special player, but he's just something else. Um, and he's just going to con- c- keep continuing to roll on. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy to think we won a league without him. 
<laughs> now we got him. So uh, he's a superstar. Um, one of my favourite sporting heroes in the world at the moment. Uh, as we go through this weekend's round of games, Bournemouth play Chelsea uh, midnight uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night. Man City play the same time against Leeds United. Wolves play Aston Villa at the same time. Tottenham and Crystal Palace as well. Sunday, 2.30s, Liverpool and Brentford. Uh, Newcastle and Arsenal from Monday, 1.30. West Ham, Man United, Monday, 4am. And then three more games throughout the week next week. So lots of stuff. We've got through all of it. (laughs) Last little bit before we get through, you had some... uh, uh, eSport things to get through, Oscar. Yes, that's right. I like to go through it very quickly. So if anybody out there is a fan of eSports or is thinking about getting into it, now would be the best time. The mid-season Invitational for League of Legends is happening right now, and I have been watching every single game. Right now, the Oceanic slash Southeastern, Southeast Asian representatives, PSG, have dropped down to the lower bracket of qualifications and now trying to make PSG it through the playoffs. PSG have got a team. Yeah, PSG have got a team. <laughs> wow. I know. They're currently trying to make it through to the brackets, through the plans, and besides that, some of the teams that we expected to see go through, such as G2 and BLG, have both made it through. Highly recommend checking it out if you haven't. If you're a League of Legends fan, now's the time to check it out, but I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining joining us on the Sports Test today. I've been Sam and Hennett and brand new recruit Oscar Sandown. Not not too bad for a first show, so well done, mate. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to be here. I'm excited to be here every Friday from now on. Okay. Yep. New expanding team on Fridays. Uh, of course, the Monday show still will be on 5 p.m. from then. Catch us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, of course, the podcast as well. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Sports Desk. We'll see you Monday and Friday next week. We'll see you soon. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin.